on tonight's Driving Distilled podcast. We finally bond. I'm just waiting for you to touch my feet under the table. <laughs> I deflate. We switch from English to gibberish. Code. Ah, code. And then from gibberish to emojis. And Mario has an epiphany. I don't know. Maybe I don't like playing with the backend. Share your thoughts and opinions. Write in at info at driving-distilled.com and we'll talk about them in the next episode. Welcome to Petrol Hair Talk number nine. The number one podcast <laughs> in Switzerland. Yes, I think that's fair to say, isn't it? I don't know. I don't watch or listen to podcasts, so... Yeah, but maybe it's also like saying um, you guys are the most handsome guy here in this room, right? So <laughs> you didn't enjoy that. I but don't like I don't like getting compliments uh, compliments about my look from men. Needs to let it sit, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm just waiting for you to touch my feet under the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's not me. No, <laughs> I have long legs, but it's not that long. <laughs> Yes, but but even though this is a small podcast, maybe the only podcast in Switzerland, the only relevant podcast in Switzerland, we do have political gravity. Do we? We do. I mean, we talked about the CO2 bill last time, right. and it was, well, not exactly smashed, but it made it barely, <laughs> and I would like to think it was because of us. No, it was because of the viewers. We did it all together. That's true. Yes, that. All five of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, we will talk a bit uh, later um, about that. So, yeah, my guests today are Mario and Manuel, better known as Swiss Car Guy, a Swiss Car Guy on YouTube, and Map2K, respectively. Right. Welcome again. Thank you. Now, you know, a bit now, of, I mean, for you, it's your sixth podcast with me Damn by it. the way yeah you know already you know how it goes and um, for you it's the second one that's how you get hooked on this right and so i'd like to ask you again to maybe share a bit about your last month yes in, in car terms in oh okay no i <laughs> thought that you were you wanted to know about my problems and my issues no in car terms of course I, you want to know them. I basically recently made a video um, contemplating replacing my Nissan GTR because I reckon it's too fast and I need a slower car. And so I've been actually looking at cars. I've been thinking about cars. I've been evaluating. I've been going back and forth. And I've even drove a few cars. Mm -hmm. And um, now I'm more confused than ever. So, um, yeah. What I thought originally was wrong. So there was nothing you liked so far? I really thought I would like a Mazda MX-5. Okay. Then I went to drive one, and I don't. I don't like that car. Okay. Because it doesn't have power. It's <laughs> too little power. I mean, I thought I needed a car with less power, but that, that car, you have to drive it all the time at maximum. Every time accelerate, you shift a thousand times until you get to 50. It's no 
it's just not <laughs> fast enough. Which one was it? The 1.5 or the 2.0? 2.0. Okay, that was too, too I, slow. I did go for the 2.0 because I thought the 1.5. No, 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 no. Uh, comparing 500 horsepower with what 160? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people say go for the 1.5 because that is, that one is a sweet spot because you have to push it all the time. I don't like that. That is very I guess Mario is more looking for, for something that is like, you know, it's well balanced. And the MX-5, it is well balanced as long as you're in a windy road. But on the highway, I completely agree. It's It doesn't feel snappy. It's, yeah. Okay. Put a compressor on it and uh, then it would be interesting. Yeah, I've been actually thinking about looking at the supercharged Toyota GT86. Yeah. The supercharged. Okay. Also an interesting option. Yeah, because not supercharged will not have enough power. I already know that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what else did you drive then? No, that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. That's it. I, I haven't driven a lot. But last week I bid on an auction and I almost bought an Aston Martin DPS. <laughs> but only almost. I was second highest. Which one do you mean? The current one or the, the one from Casino Royale? Oh, but actually that, a manual? Yes. That is actually a really nice car. I mean, I have never driven one, but it is a manual. It is a V12, naturally aspirated. I engine. thought they would take a lot of boxes, but then again, price went a bit too high for me because okay. it was at the City of Zurich public auction. Oh. And um, it was side unseen, obviously, because auction. And um, it was low mileage, about 28,000 kilometers. Wow. But you only have like five pictures of the car. And then one, you see a check engine light. You <sighs> see that it has certainly problem with the brake uh, pressure sensor or stuff like that, which is not big deal. But then again, the car went... At, in, in the end, it sold for 104,000 Swiss francs, okay. which, if the car's all right, yeah, exactly. is okay. But for a car I've never seen, I've never heard, I only know from pictures, it's too much of a risk. Mm -hmm. so okay. So the prices in the small ads, are they a lot higher than, yes, than that one? Yes, yes, yes. I think the classifieds, the cheapest manual is like 130,000 Swiss francs. Okay. But, you know, we already talked about it, pr prices and classified mm. ads and the price in the market is not the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, what you could do is you, you go to one of those people and say, well, you know what? I give you 100 for it, 105. Yeah, but the thing is, I don't really want an Aston Martin DBS. <laughs> I, I would have bought that one if it was cheap enough. It, if, if it was under 100 grand, mm. I would have bought it. Okay. Because that's that would have been worth the gamble. Because I say, even if there, the engine needed some work, if I had to spend another 10, 20 grand on it, it wouldn't be all lost. But, uh, you know, at, at retail value, it's like, no. Yeah, I mean, it's an already an expensive car and you would just go and Yeah, and, and the other thing is, I know myself, I would probably prefer the automatic more. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll touch upon this a bit later on. Manuel, how did your past few weeks look like? I became... Uh how do you call that? Uh, a specialist on Swiss cheese. Very interesting. <laughs> very Swiss. <laughs> on topic. Yeah, yes. yeah on, on the repo, of course. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I know what you mean. Um, I saw your video. And honestly, from the first few pictures, it looked, oh, this looks all right. Right. But then when you when you went closer, I was thinking, oh, this thing has yep. really more holes. Than <laughs> I mean, it, it, again, it's, it's not unexpected. Uh, we knew that there is rust. Um, it was a bit surprising that the the thing underneath the f or above the firewall did not completely fall apart that that was to my surprise i really thought that the thing is completely gone but now with the the paint and everything gone it, it doesn't look as bad i mean you still need to replace the whole thing obviously mm -hmm. but uh, i expected that part to be worse 
the biggest surprise obviously was the roof. Um, so we were concerned that, okay, sunblasting a cap, uh, 45-year-old roof, poof, uh, not sure if that can be savable. Um, and yeah, the sunblasting guys, they told me like, hey, um, yeah, we basically just touched the roof and then we just saw the whole roof move. Rumble. Okay. Uh, okay. And they were actually not sure because I asked them to take care of the roof. And then they noticed that there was like one centimeter thick layer of, uh, of putty on it um, because speculation either the the cab was rolled once which i don't think the damage would be bigger than that or just something heavy smashed on the roof put it pull it in and they basically drilled some holes in the front to pull it out again so the, the roof we will need to do anyway okay so that that was the biggest surprise um, but anything else again um, i am trying to get familiar on how you do these kind of repairs um, that will be a process for a while just for me to learn, to figure out how it goes. Because again, if it's just replacing a small area, you, you make a new sheet metal part and, and you weld it in, that's not a problem. But here we are talking about overlapping sheets, especially in the foot area. Um, and there I'm honestly not sure how it's best to repair them. So I definitely want to speak uh, and have a look with my colleague. Um, he knows how to do these kind of things. He's a panel beater. So uh, as soon as I get the chance to talk to him, uh, he's in military service until this week. So then uh, I guess I will continue and it will then be a lot of working on metal. <laughs> Good luck with that. Good luck with I'll that. I'll need it. Definitely looking forward to see the results of that one. Same to me, yeah. Okay. Um, my, actually my past few weeks were a bit turbulent. I So I did the GIRS. And to be honest... I did not like it as much as I thought I would like it. So the problem is, um, I think it was the tires, which is maybe comes a bit of a surprise, but the car is uh, has quite a soft setup, right? I think that's something you would like. It is not <laughs> harsh. It is not. Did it have the circuit pack on it or not? No. Okay. It didn't have any of. It had the the what the premium pack, the one that comes with heads up display. And yeah, because I realized. Because I was also looking at the Yaris GR, um, you can either have the premium or the circuit pack, but not both. Mm. Yeah. So either you want a head-up display or you want a torsion differential. So mm -hmm. uh, okay. Actually, I did not. I wasn't able to overwhelm the tires or the grip basically with um, without the, the the differential. So the car already has a lots of grip, and it was on those uh, Michelin's that I really like. But uh, for me, that is a bit of a um, they are not working together very well. So you have a car that is uh, softly set up, and then you have these very grippy tires. I think on that car it would be better if you have less grips and mm. you can play a bit with the with the car. And the other thing is, I barely fit in it. I am not. I am really not that tall. <laughs> but yeah, I was sitting so far up. It was really weird. Uh, but I think the seating position is normal because it's it's basically a city car, so you're you're going to sit high, very high, really seriously. But did you not high. have head enough headroom, or was it just a weird seating position? I mean, the seating position was off; it was definitely too high, but also headroom was uh, missing. So, um, for example, I go drifting every now and then, and I would not be able to fit in there with the a helmet. helmet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is maybe not a huge problem for most people, but I was just thinking it was a bit of a. It did not not work really well for me. But I think that's a, a general problem with, with nowadays cars. I mean, uh, we, we mentioned it when we were looking at my Focus last time that uh, before the one I got, which has already a lower seating position, it's still high. 
but mm-hmm. it is already lower than the first series of the of the MK3 RS. And also there, you you kind of feel in the beginning like you're more like in a truck, almost a steering wheel. You're looking at it from the top. And uh, I just noticed that with all like, kind of all newer cars, or most of the newer cars, they have exactly the same problem. Funny yeah. enough, the new Focus doesn't have it. New Focus has a wonderfully low seating position. All right. <laughs> so how about the Focus ST then? The STD. I mean the p- the petrol one, not necessarily. <laughs> no, but honestly, I've I've been thinking that probably a hot hatch might be a better car for me. Yeah. Again, I mean, I would. I would suggest the Civic Type R as the hatchback to go for, <laughs> even though it looks a bit weird. It's just the Civic, I think the Civic um, works with the grip because it is a precision tool, the Civic. It is not playful like like the M2, for example, or the GR Yaris. So that one works with those grippy tires and you really always drive it like a race car. The GR Yaris and the M2, they, they work with less grip as well. I mean, because you can yeah, play with the back of it. Just a few suggestions. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And then, and then I turned around one and one eighty degrees, and I got myself two electric cars. Ooh. So one was a Kia e Nero. Um, was it manual? No. <laughs> <laughs> which I surprisingly liked. What? Yeah, I mean because it looks like a regular car. I mean you sit inside and it's it's just a normal car just that happens to have an electric motor, whereas the ID three looks a bit weirder, and is somehow the car is not very long. It is four meters thirty, but it looks massive. Mm. It looks huge somehow. Um, yeah, I mean, driving an electric car around was was okay. Um, I didn't feel like, oh, now I want to thrash it. I want to experience the torque. None of that. It was or it was okay until I had to go to charge them for the first time. Which, yeah, that's where the fun ended, and I was happy to go back into the Civic Type. <laughs> Did you feel a big difference between the cars? Um, well, a big difference. There were some small differences so the kia was for example a bit more relaxed a bit um, softer to drive there well the id3 was a bit harder t- i mean it had a harder ride a harsher ride which is no wonder it comes it it came on 20 inch wheels <laughs> the id3 has bigger wheels than the m2 all right which i mean i was to expect and that uh, yeah that the ride but it was an option there. right yeah it's an option yeah. it was the first um the first edition which is which comes with lots of stuff but one thing that really does not work for me is the price for both cars. So the the Kia it was full spec, it's fifty thousand Swiss francs. Phew. The um, ID three full spec again was um, fifty three thousand Swiss francs, which is a lot of money. Because when I hear something that goes above fifty, I say go for a Civic Type R <laughs> or any other hatchback for that in for that matter. So really, the pricing does for me does not work at all. I mean, but these are not really you know, hot hatches in no, that sense. No. These are mas- basically like mid to small size family cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, to spend 50 grand on sort of a smallish family car, it's like, what would a comparable petrol powered car cost you? And the difference, will you ever make it up in fuel savings? Well, I won't because I don't drive that much. Mm-hmm. So I would never make that up. And it's also this, this, f- dissatisfaction right this stuff but you would be green oh yeah i'm <laughs> i am green you, know? <laughs> you are green today <laughs> but that's why the the id is the better car than the nero because with the id everybody sees that you're driving an electric car mm. with the nero they maybe if they know the details otherwise it could be the petrol powered version so yeah that is true that is true yeah, i mean um, it was fun to drive them for a week 
um, or a few days. Um, and yeah, I think I'll be happy to go back to petrol for now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you can. As long as I can, yes. Yes, I mean, I was I was so flustered. I needed to go uh, f- brim the tank of the Civic and just go have a few uh, drive to recalibrate my body. So you were creating unnecessary CO2 emissions. Yes, and it felt great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, I mean, we can stay a bit on, on topic. So um, I was thinking, so what car could we get for... For Mario, what could we suggest? What would you like? And of course, this is also where the community comes in. So yeah, have maybe spend a few minutes thinking about what would Mario like. It has to be uh, fun at reasonable speeds, <laughs> but also not super hard. So it cannot be a Caterham, I think. Yes, it needs to be comfortable. It needs to be daily drivable. That's important. Of course, enough power. Um, I wouldn't mind if it's spacious. It doesn't have to, you know, accommodate a family, but I don't want to feel like I'm trapped in a hole, like in a Supra, for example. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's it. Basically, I already know the perfect car for me. Okay. And since Doubt is going to get it for me, I like it very much. It's a Rolls-Royce Dawn. Dawn, okay. Why Why would you want a Dawn? Because it's awesome. Really? I, I think <laughs> a Phantom looks much nicer. Nah. It's a limousine. Limousines are never good. The Dawn is the convertible. It's the most expensive model in the range. They know why it is like that. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, okay, then actually my bad. Don't bother at all because we found <laughs> the dream car. But something for second place, maybe? An option, yeah, that would be yeah, good. I think, I think that the upcoming GR86 might be something. But doesn't it also just have like 220 horsepower or something like that? It has 240 horsepower, I think. 2.5 liters. 2.4, I think, isn't it? It's 2.4, yes. Um, The thing is, I think when when the torque is so up high, like the old Civics, for example, um, where you wouldn't have power until 6,000 RPM, or the GT86, as you said, um, the new one, the GR86, will have its peak torque starting from 3,000 RPM. And that makes a difference. I mean, even though it doesn't have m- more horsepower, it makes a dif- difference when you drive it. So you have this yes. lower down torque. And maybe it's enough to play with the back end a bit. I don't know. Maybe I don't like playing with the back end. Yeah, mm. because look, I'm very used to four-wheel drive cars. Okay. And I actually... To me, when the back end comes out, usually it's a sign that something's going wrong. I mean, I'm not saying you should go sideways every single corner. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, fe- I feel, look, it's it's a bad incentive. Because when I buy a car to go sideways, then I kind of want to go sideways all the time. It's like the reason I don't really like convertibles anymore that much, because you always feel like pressure to open the roof. Mm-hmm. Because like, what do I have a convertible for if I never open the roof? And it's the same thing. Why do that? Do I, don't do I have a rear-wheel drive car if I never drive sideways? So like. So what you're saying is that you don't want your car to tell you how to drive it. Yeah, or basically, I want a front-wheel drive car. I guess. I mean, if if, if we go very extreme, he basically wants a more powerful Fiat Multipla. It's spacious. It has power. It's front-wheel drive. Hey, and the Multipla handles really well, because it's really wide and short. So. We'll need to get one, right? As soon as we do our our cheap car stuff, <laughs> we, we should think. <laughs> we about know what Mario will get. Yeah. <laughs> I think the multiplier would be an interesting platform to do some mid-engine conversion. Mid well, mid-engine Fiat multiplier, yeah. Why? why but not? keep a lot the front wheel drive. 
<laughs> well, that is that is certainly a project. Make a so it would be an engine car from F car. Yeah, you know what's the problem with multiplayer? MF. I'm listening. It never came with an automatic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's easily fixable. Actually, actually, now I had an idea. You know, Opels, I'm sure you're a big fan of those. Yes, I, I love it. It's my favorite car brand. Exactly. They're comfortable. Now they, I mean, they don't anymore, but a few years back, I mean, maybe a few decades even, the Zafira, do you remember that one? Yes. They did a hot version of that one. So there always was a Zafira OPC. OPC yeah. 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 So I think it takes all your boxes, doesn't it? It's turbocharged, so it does have a bit of torque. It is front-wheel drive, lots of space. Oh. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't work for me with that car is that it's a freaking Opel. So let's get a Vauxhall then. Brand I personally do not really like that much. And also, at least the older models, they were prone to rusting quite bad. Oh. That's Opel. Yes. So let's get a Vauxhall. Yeah. I'm yeah, but they are, sure they're like... That solves your problem. They have the steering wheel on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, uh, maybe you've had better ideas. Yeah. Have um, I bought a new car? No, so I haven't had better ideas. So. <laughs> no, I mean those people who are watching. Um, yes, you. Yes, exactly. We should you. be able to name them by now. Yes, introduce yourself and what makes you, what qualifies you to give tips. Yeah, and more, more importantly, make a comment so in the next podcast you will be named. Yep. Because... I reckon there won't be hundreds of comments. So. Yes, then we will say Larry suggested to get um, oh, and please, an Oldsmobile Cutlass. If you have to make a comment to get named, make sure your username is as daft as possible. Something like, doubt is an idiot or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will not. Maybe I should not make this promise. <laughs> I might maybe leave it and yeah, not, not censorize it. If it's something that is um, yeah, beepable. Yeah, you mean like all the stuff you cut from the podcast? Like what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, this is, um, a, a, I mean, an open society here until a certain degree. Okay. Um, now, shall we talk about how we single-handedly saved Switzerland from going into even more petrol rage <laughs> when uh yeah when we voted when we smashed the co2 bill by no this bit you want to you don't want to talk about that how about you i mean what else should we say we we know it's a no um so they will just change the rules and implement it anyways so well, yeah. i was just thinking that i mean in a few weeks they will just try again no uh, don't think they will try again. They will just apply the rules in a different way. I think they will have to make an attempt in some way because without this interesting law, Switzerland might not reach its CO2 emission goals and therefore they have to do something about it. Exactly. To be honest, for now, it's crisis averted and then let's let's watch how things develop. Yes. If, if necessary, we will save Switzerland again right? <laughs> from itself. We can already always mention it again and then job done. Exactly, exactly. So we, I think this puts a target on our backs because um, we have huge influence over the motoring community in Switzerland. And yeah, people might want to get rid of us. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, the green well, activists. You, you now drive electric cars, so you might be safe. And yes. you're wearing a green shirt, so that's right. you're, you're, you're assimilated. <laughs> you're blending in. Exactly. I've already started my undercover work. 
Okay. Um, as you know, I like to watch Top Gear every now and then and rewatch old episodes. And I was thinking, I mean, I'm sure you know the the episodes where they did the cool wall, right? The 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 setup was like this. So, Kristen Scott Thomas, I actually cannot recall a movie she was in, but she was Jeremy's cool wall muse. And then the yeah, the setup was that if you turned up with that car at her at her place, and yeah, if she liked it, it's a cool car. If she didn't like it, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So for example, the Multipla was a very cool car because it looked a bit strange, right? Or for example, every BMW was uncool, even though they are great cars. <laughs> or they used to be great cars. They but are still uncool. uncool yes. Because yeah, they would at that time, Jeremy was claiming they were exclusively driven by Cox. And they still are. Yeah. Well, the the Top Gear's premise was that they have mo- they had moved on to Audi in the meantime. No, no, no. I, I think they just spread the virus. Yeah. Yeah, it's just also driving Audis and yeah, also driving Mercedes. Exactly. Cocks are everywhere, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you read... I think it was in the, in the newspaper the last couple of days that uh, the um, the most... How, how was the headline going? Like the, the most unliked car driver brand is, is BMW in Switzerland or something along those lines. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm, so I'm it's not just me. I'm not... Okay, I'm not that surprised. <laughs> but my question was, who w- do we have a cool wall muse or what would be in Switzerland uh, an acceptable cool wall muse? I had one idea and, for example, I mean an old, uh, I mean a politician, I'm not going to say an old politician, but a politician who is out of, uh, out not in Retired. office anymore, yes. It was Micheline Calmirin. Mm-hmm. I think she would work as a cool wall mute. Are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> Why? That woman with a haircut that looks like she put a cut on top uh, of their hair, hair and then cut it. So no, no, no. Yeah, but she was sort of cool, wasn't she? No. No? Wasn't she the one who wore, who wore uh, the... the, the um, what did she wear? When she went to some Arab country where she... Uh, she, she was we- wearing a scarf, yeah. Yeah, I think that's not... That's not cool, isn't it? I think she. I mean, she. I think she. She. She killed it. I mean. <laughs> okay, so what would Look, you? Look, everybody. Everybody has their own preferences, and you. Yours obviously are very weird, but. I mean, I was just. I just was just thinking. She's. She is sort of cool. Hmm. Okay, what would you suggest? Who would you suggest? Switzerland. In Switzerland, yes. She. I mean, she. I think she has to be Swiss. The problem with Switzerland is that most. Women that are somewhere like, um, let's say, famous, because I don't know how famous you can really get in Switzerland, but who are known or something, they tend to be sort of, you know, left-leaning at least. So environmentalism and all these boring things. And so these are women you will never impress with any car, unless it's not a car. It's an electric car. So, you know, to, to judge the coolness of a car, it's like, uh, they might not be the best. That is a valid that. point. That is a valid point. Mm-hmm. Although I would suggest um, Micheline Carmen, she's of the old guard, so maybe she's not as um, yeah. But if you want as, as much of a tree hugger, if you want to take somebody from the older guard who's also Swiss, then take Ursula Andres, for example. I knew you were going to say. <laughs> I I I really knew. You were, yeah, well, what does she? I mean, is she still alive? I think so. 
I'm not into politicians. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, she, what's the other? Is uh, the Bond girl the first Bond? First, yeah, first Bond girl. Yeah, Bonnie Wright. Yeah. Is she cool though? Okay, she's the first Bond girl. That is sort of cool. Well, I don't know. Bond girls are still. There have been many, but she's like a very famous Swiss person. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's already sort of cool. An actress. Okay, most of the movies she made, not that great. <laughs> But hey, she was in James Bond. Yes, it's yes. An achievement. Can can you think of somebody? I, I'm not sure if she's Swiss, but she would be someone younger. Cindy Alleman. Ah, oh, racing driver. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, the problem there is if you turn up with a cool car at her place, even though even if she likes it, you will uh, at the back in the back of your head, you will always know she can drive it faster than I can. So what? <laughs> Yeah, and also she's a bad judge of character for coolness because she can drive cars fast. She knows cars. So it's not like you, you show up with a car and she knows nothing about it and thinks, hmm, that's a cool car. No, she's going to, wow, why did you pick the larger engine? Why did you get come this? <laughs> oh, and it's an automatic and not the manual. What's wrong with exactly. you? Exactly. Like you pull up You pull up in an R8 4.2 at her house. It's just why didn't you get the V10? What's wrong with that? Yeah, like, I would not drive up with That's like R8. trying to impress a car guy that's, that still doesn't make a car cool. It makes it cool for, for nerds like us, but for normal <laughs> purple people, it's like, no. And for all the people, that's going to be a task that is impossible. But it's why mission it, impossible. Why does, it, does it have to be a Swiss person? I mean, let's extend it. Okay, let's extend it. Who would you The Pope. The Pope. Okay. So you pull up with a Lamborghini or a Ferrari? I think he has one already. I'm not sure. Was it Lamborghini or Ferrari that I think gave... I'm I, not sure I which think every, every car manufacturer has given the Pope some cars, okay. but I think traditionally the Vatican really likes white Mercedes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be nice, right? So I don't think he will say, oh, that is a terrible car, no matter what you pull up in. I don't know if he's supposed to be nice, because as far as I understand, he's basically sort of a dictator of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. Or do they... I mean, he gets elected, but once he's elected, it's for life. So, and and he's infallible. So, or he's just a puppet, like any other person sitting on top alone. That is going very deep here. <laughs> now we now we, now that puts targets on our backs. Of course. <laughs> hey, the Swiss Guards. Yeah, they're probably here right now. Yeah, surrounding. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, okay, let's. The Pope is an interesting proposition, but who I'm trying to think who else is there who would be really cool. Judy Dench isn't but she's British. That's no, a I bit fucking boring. hate her. Why? <laughs> I fucking hate her. Because she made all the last few James Bond films terrible. Because she was introduced as M in the mid nineties when you know the more modern James Bond came in and he has a woman for his boss, which was fine enough. Then she won an Oscar for the Queen or whatever other movie she did. Mm-hmm. And then they had to artificially increase her part in all the Bond movies because it couldn't just be two-minute scenes with her because now she is an Oscar winner. So then they s- tried to sneak her into the story and it made the movies even worse than they already were. So, <laughs> no. We hate her. Okay. Yes. <laughs> How about... Mm. If you if you want to have an older British woman, you know how uh, who I like? Helen Queen. Mirren. Hel- I was uh, that was going to be my next 
I think she's the perfect woman to impress because she's not that into cars, but still very classy and still a, a really cool older lady. I agree. I agree. She's coo- yeah, she's cool. But it sort of it sort of bugs me a bit that we we wind we wound up in Britain again. Yeah, mm. it's a bit difficult because. Uh, but you know, if you think of celebrities or you know actresses and stuff like that, you you either land in, in Great Britain or in America, in America. Uh, unless you watch a lot of Bollywood movies or something like that. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. Or maybe a singer, but even then, usually English-speaking people. Yeah, that is true. That was a stupid idea to bring up anyway. Yeah, can go with some Japanese actress. Do you know somebody? I don't know anybody from Japan. Uh, not by name. <laughs> I know that guy who they used to play the part in a video game which is called Onimusha, right? Alongside Jean Reno. That's yeah. the only but I don't know what's his name and I'm not sure if he's particularly cool. And that's the only Japanese actor you know. Yes. You have never heard of like Takeshi Kitan or something like that. Oh yeah, that is true. But that's not girls. Oh wait, actually that was I think Takeshi Kitano, wasn't really? it? Really? Okay. I think so. It's the only Japanese actor. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. How's what's the name of that guy who played in Last Samurai? Who played in the other film than Flags of Our Fathers? What was it? These are all movies I haven't watched, so I can't tell you. And the guy. Oh, uh, wait, wait. The guy in um, the Japanese guy in Inception. You don't remember him? Google? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Do you want to impress a guy with your car? No, I was just saying, I mean, you you were accusing me of not knowing any Japanese actors. And I, I told you, I, it's not only one, I know two. But you don't know his name. I don't. And you don't know if it's the same guy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I know a third. The but guy who played in Rush Hour 3. He's quite, he's quite famous. No, no, I thought you were coming with Toshiro Mifune or something like that. It would be Ken Watanabe. Ken Watanabe. In Inception. Yes. Yes, he's a cool guy. But yes, again, a guy. Well, yeah, it's a guy. Let's move on. This conversation never happened. (laughs) You will edit it out. Exactly. We will (laughs) edit it out, as usual. Of course. (laughs) Now, you were bringing up Ferrari quite a few times uh, in the last podcast. Um, You were thinking or you were playing with the idea of owning a Ferrari. I am pretty sure you have heard or read about the new, what was it, the 269? 296. 296. GTV. Dino. No. Dino? Dino. I think they they were calling it Dino. Really? The new one? Well, what they have done is they have released a new V6, mid-engine V6 uh, Ferrari. Mm -hmm. But that is not, I mean, they say it is not supposed to replace the out, well, not outgoing F8 that came out last year, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> but is a hundred horsepower more powerful than the the V8 that is not out being that is not being replaced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was yeah trying to pick your brain. What is what do you think about that car? I think it's the same thing we already talked about last time. There's too many models. There's just too many models. There are even more now. Yeah, because apparently there is still the LaFerrari on top, then there's the SF90 Stradale, then there is now this 296 GTB, and of course there will be GTS later on. Mm. Then there is the F8, then there's the Roma, and then there's the Portofino. You can probably still order the FXX and FXXK as well, right? I think with enough money you can probably do everything. Yeah. The, the problem I have with this car is not only that it exists, <laughs> 
But I I read a bit of uh, comments about it, and many people really like the styling. I think it's a bit anonymous. Hmm. That was actually one of the points I wanted to talk to you guys about. Because my opinion is that the moment the Pininfarina was not part of Ferrari's design anymore, I think they went a bit generic. With, with this car specifically, okay, you see in the back here, this is very 250LM, okay, but the front is super generic. The front is it has the same problem as the Aston Martin Vantage. It's like some car. And even if you look at the side profile, yes, 250LM and everything, but if they didn't have Ferrari badges, if it had McLaren badges, you yeah. you go like, yeah, yeah. sure. Absolutely. You know what? What we? I'm not sure if you feel the same about it. When I look at this side profile, I feel like it was a different team that designed the front, and another team designed designed the back, because I feel like they got sort of a model, and they scaled it at at 95% maybe, and those at the back at 105. Somehow, I feel the back is a bit bigger than the front. It has the same proportions, the same wrong proportions as an Audi R8. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that. It's too short at the front and too long at the rear. Weren't you saying the last time that you hate it when the bonnet is kilometers long? Yes, but I also hate it when it's disproportionately short. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. When I look at it, it just feels like this part is bigger than this part. I mean, it is. <laughs> If you look at the behind the, the, the middle front of the door, car yeah. is about here. Right? Yeah, exactly. The thing is, th uh, the the other thing is that yes, it has eight hundred and thirty. It does eight hundred and thirty horsepower. I mean, whatever you're going to do with eight hundred and thirty horsepower, but the thing is, I mean, how? Uh, well, there are people probably who think that I'm sure this thing will sell probably, but I am just thinking in my head. You th you think I want to buy a Ferrari, and the Ferrari that I want has six cylinders in the middle. I guess nowadays people are not so obsessed anymore about does it have eight, six, 12, or how many cylinders ever. I think they're more like, oh, it's a nice car. I can use it in my Instagram. I need it. I think it's... Uh, this is also. I'm not sure if we talked with you about it in the last podcast. It was... I'm, I have the feeling that Ferrari is turning into this occult um, group of, I don't know, of car makers. And yeah, they are making exclusive cars for people who know nothing about cars or are not really interested in cars. I think mm. this is, as you said, I think this is a car for the Instagram generation. It wouldn't matter if it was electric. True. It's just a, it just has this uh, yellow badge on it and... I, I I don't know. I think they are still very serious about the car. Especially yeah. if you look at those pictures, you will realize that the car is on Michelin's and not on the stupid Pirellis that they usually have as standard. So they mean business. And uh, yeah, I mean, these are proper tires. We know it. It's the best tires in the business. Um, but I don't know. I mean, they have a new CEO now. Mm -hmm. Maybe that guy will turn things around. But, I mean, he, he came from ST Micro, a microchip producer, so <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's kind of a car guy, but it shows that nowadays buyers of Ferraris, they don't really care if it's six cylinders, if it's mm. 
15 cylinders or whatever. I mean, the other argument is, well, in Formula One, they also only have uh, V6s and mm -hmm. they're hybrid. So this is basically a Formula One car for the road. And I think you can still say, well, at least it has an engine and it's not yeah. all electric. So yeah. it's better than nothing. And I'm sure it's, it, it's very fast. It's probably be really good. But this is something where we are at the point, 800 horsepower, like... I'd be fine with a 600 horsepower car or whatever. It's I don't need that electric stuff and the weight. Just take it out. Do the V6 without the mm -hmm. other stuff. Ah, but they couldn't do that because emissions. Maserati's already oh doing yes. that. Yeah. So Maserati's probably doing the proper Ferrari Dino. A lightweight small car with a V6 engine. So this or the Ferrari then? Because I Honestly, I feel like the Maserati also looks a bit generic, but it looking does. it but looks looking, very similar. But looking at the Ferrari, I think this one is the prettier car. I, I, it certainly, I think it's at more least from the front. It's more harmonious in, in in everything. It looks like it's been done by the same person. I yes. think obviously it has very busy wheels that don't help. <laughs> if it had like some some straight spoke wheels, something much more simple, it would probably look a bit better. But I think even the MC20 will be a hybrid, won't it? No. The MC20 will either be um, petrol only or electric only, at least so far. Okay, good. Then at least you know there's one version you want and one you have to avoid. Version. Avoid. <laughs> no, because this this car is interesting because for me it came a bit out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Even though for years there had been rumors about an Alpha an 6C, Alpha, yes. and mm -hmm. then okay. Yeah, because Alfa Romeo is a basket case. Nobody's going to save that company. But yes, this is, I think it, it looks okay. It's not earth shattering yeah. in design Drop terms. That's gorgeous. But it looks all right. And you still see a Maserati family feeling. So it clearly is a Maserati, even the, even the stupid backlights <laughs> that don't look very good, but they are like very consistent with also yeah. the. Especially at the front with the grill. This is for me really the MC12. Um, analogy here i think that i think it works i think i saw a video I of this uh, one works for me. of uh, frank stevenson discussing the mc20 and he he designed the mc12 back okay. then mm -hmm. and i think he, I he wasn't that. too he has a pretty nice youtube channel i mean i've seen i've se i've seen his uh, take on the arturo actually which has a similar problem i think to what we are talking here the um the mclaren arturo oh i think mclaren have yeah, well, many problems yeah, uh, which is, again, another generic McLaren. Yep. And especially, I think it is hideous at the back. I don't know. Maybe it's also the, the angle that's bad because it looks like the, the back is really high up. Mm. But it is. I mean, look from the other side. Oh, yeah. It, it's it's about the height of your head when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, so you were saying this, um, Frank Stevenson, he was not... Too rude about the no, MC20. I think, I felt, I, I think he, he thought some solutions were maybe not great, but in general, I think he liked it because, of course, it heavily references a car he designed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't also very, he was not very mean. Um, it wasn't very rude about the Arturo um, either, and yet, I mean, I I like the bigger intake, for example, and stuff, but it's just small small details that I really like. In as a whole, it's I, I feel like. In general, maybe new cars look like pebbles. I mean, they... I, I just think 
McLaren, which this is probably their 50th model that they brought out. I mean, if you do three models in 10 years, it's easier to design a distinctive car than if you do three models in three months. And every three months there's a new model. And then, I mean, what would, you're not going to design a completely new car. You're always going to take what you have and modify it a bit. Yeah. And if they just did one model and then five or six years later we do the new model, then you can do greater changes. And there is an inflation of supercars. And this is also something, okay, I, I realize in China there's many, many billionaires and rich people and economy is going well, even mm. though we had a pandemic and everything. But sometimes this stuff has to stop. And then I think McLaren is one of the most vulnerable because Ferrari is still going to be Ferrari. But M McLaren, they're already struggling as it is. So I don't I know. Mean, they are producing cars like mad. Mm. Then they cannot sell them. And then the, you can get a brand new car for half the price. I mean, for half of list price. And then on top of that, you have all these troubles. When you, I mean, when you look at YouTube channels and YouTube videos, uh, how, it, how it is to own a McLaren, you have that as well. Um, so I'm really not sure where, I mean, how long this will go well for them. Maybe, Maybe somebody takes them over. Who knows? Might so. make sense. Might make sense. Yeah, I mean... I maybe you have a bit uh, you have the, um, a bit uh, different uh, opinion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Um, but I am not overly impressed with with this new breed of supercars. I mean, I really expect at least double the number of cylinders they come up with. Yeah, but they have electric motors. No need for cylinders anymore. I don't. Yeah. Well, I drove electric cars, and at no point did I think, oh, you know what? I want to go to Nordschleife and smash a lap record with it. Yeah, but. You didn't really drive a sporty electric car. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, the Kia had a sport mode. <laughs> <laughs> but the, maybe yeah. should, we should talk again once you've driven a Remek or something like that. Well, the chances of that happening. Uh, yeah, and also driving Remex in Switzerland. <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> ask Richard Hammond. Um, yeah, again, I'm, I would put my money in an F12, which is, I think, a proper Ferrari, front-engined V12, designed by Pininfarina. Never really liked the looks of the F12, to be honest. Really? Yeah. I think I think the F12 is... It's. I mean, even though the, the A12 came shortly after, I think it never became out of date, the, the F12. I it still looks... Yeah, because it's not that old. As modern as the A12, I think. It looks better than the A12. I, uh, I don't know. I prefer the A12, to be honest. Okay. But, but then again, I actually prefer the 599 to the F12. Yeah, that one is bigger. That one is bigger. So what? Not as handsome. Well, are your legs so comfortable, cars? You know that. Oh, well, that is true. Uh, the F12 is. Uh, I don't. I don't reckon it's less comfortable than a 599. How about the Scaglietti? Now that we're talking about it, I uh, uh, no. <laughs> On the basis that it's not a very handsome Ferrari. Yeah, the problem is the. I really like the back of that car. I think the back is spot on. The front is a bit. Eh, I think it, w it was designed by Ken Okiyama. <laughs> and the point being that no Ken is cool. Yeah, that was that was a top gear. But you know, Ken Okiyama now does his, has his own cars. Have you ever seen it? He, they're called Koda. K-O-D-A car. Uh, that's somewhere. Koda cars. Yeah, oh, maybe. I wish I'm a bit worried what will show up. Oh, it's called Coda. I don't know what, what car. 
Was it right? Ken or something like that? Ken. Genau. Koda, Cars. Ken. Skoda. No, They're not called right. Koda. Yeah, because you think, you think you have to do Koda in uh, in uh, parentheses. Otherwise, in it thinks it's Koda that you're in searching for. In parentheses or? Yeah. Nope. No. Maybe, maybe I just dreamed it, but I, re I remember, <laughs> I think, see, seeing him on Jay Leno with two of his models. Okay. Hmm. What's his name? Ken? O Ken Okuyama, I think. Okuyama, like yeah. this one. Design. Let's see. Kode. Ah, Kode, maybe, right. Kode nine. Like this one. Yep. Yeah, but this is not it's very good. It's an Alpha 6C, isn't it? Enzo design. Oh, he also did the Enzo. Yes. Is that true? Okay. Yeah, he he was, I think, head of design Wait. at Ferrari during that time. Okay. Uh, uh, Pininfarina, sorry. Pininfarina. That looks a bit like a, a Tesla um, hypertruck in, in a flat version. <laughs> I think this one looks a bit like the... The Disco Volante, you remember that one? Honestly, I think this one looks like a Chinese copy of like a 50s. Of a Disco Volante. Like that. <laughs> yeah. A Jaguar, an old one. Okay. I mean, maybe now that we are completely off talking, how about. What was it? Generator. <laughs> Generali. Not exactly. Insurance. Generali. <laughs> yeah. Florist. Never heard of that. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, Gianarelli. Okay, close. Gianarelli. I was close. But with J. Yes. What they doing is are they kit cars or are they no, new cars? No, they are properly designed. Well, actually, it is. I, I think it's a bit of a weird setup because there is a long bonnet, so you would expect a front engine design, a front engine layout, but it is actually mid-engined. But I think it looks Very nice. Old. I hmm. think it looks nice. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'm not so sure. It's not very convinced? No. I mean, it's it's, it's a bit... <laughs> I see so many different cars in that somehow. Yeah, that's true. Even though I have to say this part is kind of cool. That's true, yeah. The side, definitely. It, it will terribly be a, totally be a nightmare because all the stuff that flings up and stuff and so, but... Yeah, and the Swiss MFK will complain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure if it is road legal in Switzerland, but yeah, I think it, it was a nice effort. Where are they from? Well, he's, what would they say, French or Italian, and I think he's French, but he, the car, uh, the company is registered in Dubai. Okay. So some, if I'm not mistaken, again, like like Lycan motors, like mm -hmm. prototypes only. Uh, apparently, apparently, uh, people have taken delivery of their cars. Some people yeah. already. Okay, but here we are, like in special one-off cars and yeah. stuff like that, and like hand-built cars. Like this is almost like Glickenhaus or something like that. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think they are They have, or soon they will show their road car, which is. I think a small displacement V8 um, with a manual gearbox and stuff, but yeah, yeah it's it will stuff certainly for be dreams. very affordable. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, not that. Cool. Yeah. Nice, nice talking about cars. We not only will probably never be able <laughs> to afford, but most likely we will never even see anywhere. Yeah. Well, I think the Gianarelli is not totally out of this world. In terms of pricing, but um, yeah, still, I mean, even if you order one, I'm not sure when you will get it. Maybe we'll see one in Geneva at some point. Well, Geneva, I'm not sure this will ever happen again, will it? I don't know. 
apparently they're in preparations for next year. Oh, okay. And then we'll go there and look at electric cars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm personally I'm not that much of a fan of motor shows anyway. Mm. Because yeah, you can go there, you can look at cars. Well, you, you can see a glimpse of a car in between crowds of people. Um, I personally don't like it either. I always enjoyed the press days, though. Those yes. are super nice. The press days are nice, but unless you're press, you can't go to the press exactly. days. And the other thing is on the normal days, many cars, and I'm not talking about the Ferraris and stuff like that, even the Fords and stuff, they are locked. Yes. You cannot even open up and, and get in. Uh, so... I got more involvement when I go to to my local car dealer than going to Geneva. Mm. True. Well, for me, it was the first time when I went there. It was the sensation of going there. Obviously. And then it was a bit weird because, I mean, yeah, you go there and look at cars. And the thing is, we are looking at cars already. I'm not sure. When you say it's locked and you cannot even take a glimpse at the engine or the, 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 the cabin or anything, then I'm sure, not sure what, what else is left there except uh, yeah, being in a hot hall with other people that um, <laughs> with other sweaty people um, yeah so maybe uh, I mean I, I'm going to be honest with you I will not be very sad if Geneva is gone as an auto show but I, th- I, I generally think that trade shows are something of the past I, I remember even even when I used to still work in consumer electronics we also had these shows and everything it was a huge pain to set them up and everything and in the end it's like man People want to inform themselves nowadays. They go onto the internet. You don't have to show them in person. It's just good to meet with people. Mm. That's it. Yeah. But maybe you can do it in in a different environment. You don't have to spend millions and millions and millions for nothing, basically. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine a few decades back when you didn't have the internet and of there were many car shows. Maybe car magazines were the only thing to yeah maybe to see a car like that so you would go to geneva and see a ferrari or lamborghini in the flesh mm-hmm. right that was it maybe today i'm not sure that's how it's i mean we're also a bit spoiled here in switzerland because you see literally all cars on the road if you just go to zurich and you sit at the bellevue um <laughs> you see pretty much any car yeah, driving by during a day yeah you, you don't even have to be in zurich in switzerland basically anywhere if it's like near a lake or something like that on a sunday you will see yeah. the entire history of the automobile <laughs> and usually not the Model Ts and crap like that, but you have Bugattis and stuff like that driving by yep. wherever you are. Speaking of Bugatti, I saw Chiron uh, on the road for the first time yesterday, wow. which is, I mean, it's not a huge one because the dealership is just over here. And <laughs> I, it's just that the first time that I saw it out of the showroom and he was just driving along and I was thinking, yeah, it's fun. Having a thousand, 1,500 horsepower, in a zone where you can drive 50 must be super exciting. And even if you go on the motorway, you can drive 120, which I can make with my Turan as well. Um, you can even do it in an electric car, out. Yes. Actually, that is not very satisfying because when you drive on the road, you just see the 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 range, the, the, the range uh, display, just go drop off a bit, right? The moment you go on the motorway and you drive 120, it just goes... Mm-hmm. And you get the sweat. Now I know why all Tesla drivers are driving so slowly on the motorway. <laughs> yeah, because on a Tesla, the navigation system will tell you how fast you can drive to reach your next supercharger. Oh, smart. Smart, yeah. So they optimize your, your road. That's, yeah. that, that means if you drive faster, you have to stop more often. And then it takes you longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I want usually when I commute. I want to 
I have a real think about my strategy today. I was going to. Like, will I have a fewer fil- uh, pit stops? More or um, oh, the car is doing this for you without yeah. any Tesla. To be honest, it's only an issue if you drive like longer distances. Otherwise, I think an electric car is perfect for commuting. If it's just oh my god, I do my twenty kilometers one way to go to work, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it's the point, right? If if you can charge at home, no issue at all. If you can't charge at home, forget it. Don't get an electric car. Yes, solid, solid advice. And I think on that solid advice, we can end here. If you'd like to add something on top of it before we wrap this up. Yes, this wasn't a very topical podcast. True, it's a different style. Yes, I mean, last time was very ranty, very political, and I thought we need to bring it back to cars a bit. So this one was a really flowery, really <laughs> pleasant Go back at green again. <laughs> but I don't know if it was that positive. Because we didn't rant so much, but did we say anything nice during this podcast? Well, we said we don't like current Ferraris or yeah. any other supercar. We hate electric cars. No, you um, do love them, we... Well, I do came to that conclusion. Yes, exactly. I have seen the light. I have come around. Um, yeah, but let's say it was a bit less hostile, a bit less rude than usual. I don't know if this is the bar you really want to set. <laughs> I mean, it was, well, it was a, maybe not positive, but it was a bit more positive than last time. I mean, let's see what the YouTube comments will tell us if they enjoyed it or not. Yes, maybe this time we will be literally inundated with one comment or two. Who knows? Yeah, we will talk about them next time. Exactly. So yeah, feel free to leave a comment. Tell us that we're idiots and we have wasted one hour of your life or how you enjoyed that or how we have made your ride home more pleasant. By Yes, and also I want to point out, Mm -hmm. I work in customer insights. So it's very important to know what the customers mean. And in this case, you are the customers, viewers. So if this is a shit podcast, please comment and tell us that this is a shit podcast and tell us what you didn't like or tell us whether we should never go on camera again or something like that because this is valuable feedback because I think we are all open for criticism. We're willing to improve. And even though we enjoy doing this podcast very much, I don't think we just do it for ourselves. So if you can get a bit more enjoyment out of it, then... We will enjoy that as well. Mm -hmm. And the stats on Spotify suggest people enjoy this podcast because the listeners have skyrocketed. Anchor says, I have an audience of five people. That's not bad. You see? That's not bad. So, yeah. um, Yeah, speaking of which, so, yeah, it is even on Apple uh, Podcasts, I found out. Is it? Yeah, they upload it to Apple Podcasts, but they sort of do not... Advertise that fact. But it is on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and all the other relevant podcast places. All right. So, yeah, have a listen. And, yeah, tell us what you think about it. Um, If you have questions, if you seek advice, apparently I can help you with with your car problems. If you need a car, I can help you. Don't forget to make suggestions for Mario as well. Exactly. And, yes, make suggestions for Mario. Look how miserable he looks. He needs a car. Again, don't suggest an MX-5. I've driven it. No. He was not impressed. Maybe you could LS swap an MX-5 for Mario. Well, f- difficult in Switzerland because, as we found out, Switzerland hates cars. Like yeah. I mean, hates cars full stop. And not to talk about LS swapped <laughs> MX-5s. So, yes, drop your suggestions. Let us know. And thank you very much for listening. Thank you to you guys as well. And see you in a few weeks again.
Bye, guys. Thanks bye. a lot. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.